Thank you for supporting the media outreach of New Covenant Christian Ministries. Through the powerful preaching and teaching of Pastor Bill and Dr. Deanne Johnson, family relations are being restored. The wayward are returning to God. And together, we are transforming all people into fully devoted followers of Jesus Christ. Join us now for a message that will strengthen you in your faith and encourage you to be all that God has designed you to be. Lord, we just thank you for this time, oh God. We just bless you, honor you. Thank you for using me as your vessel, oh God, to speak to your precious people, oh God. Because you know the word, you want, you know what you want them to hear, oh God. So you thank you for using me, oh God, to speak to your beloved people, oh Lord. And we just praise you and honor you and letting you do what you want to do in the service, oh Father God. So we just praise you and bless you, honor you, oh God. In Jesus' name we pray, man. I would like to start off thanking my uh, pastor, Pastor Fern. Hey, thank you. And, pa- and you, Pastor, Pastor Brother Jeff, oh God, we just thank you for blessing. Thank you for, amen. Thank you for uh, blessing them. Let me have the opportunity to come and share the word with you this morning. Uh, just thank you. Uh, today we're going to be uh, talking, speaking from Second uh, Thessalonians, so. Turn your uh, Bible to Second Thessalonians, the first chapter, verses three to twelve. I just just want to give you a quick background on Thessalonians before we start, before we get into the message. So, uh, Thessalonians was um, is a letter from uh, Paul. Paul wrote the letter Thessalonians. Um, it's believed to be the earliest earliest letter that Paul wrote surviving letter, and it was written to encourage the Christians in the growth of new believers as we are in the church and the settled questions they had mainly about the Lord's second coming, because the Lord is coming, amen, Lord is coming. Uh, Paul talked on pleasant memories and the days he spent among the young Thessalonian church, because the, de- the church was young just like we are now, just like New Covenant is, the uh, youth, young at heart, young at heart, <laughs> Um, and we're talking about the faith, love, hope, and perseverance in the face of great persecution, and it could be a model for any young church. So, um, and Paul encourages them to excel, encourages them to excel in a newfound faith, to increase the love for one another, and pray and rejoice and give thanks always. And towards the end of 1 Thessalonians, Paul gives instruction regarding the return of the Lord. And after Paul's first letter, the seeds of false doctrine, they were uh, sown to result, to result, some begin to waver in their faith. So that's why Paul wrote Second Thessalonians <laughs> to commend uh, believers on their faithfulness in the midst of persecution to encourage, to encourage them that their future sufferings will be repaid by the Lord. And so Paul deals with the false teachings surrounding the Lord's return. And Paul uses many scriptures in these passages in his letter to not only discuss the Lord's coming, but also connect Christian hope with everyday life. So I'm going to read to you. Uh, we're going to read verses 3 to 12. And I'm going to uh, talk to you about that. Verse 3, it says, We are bound to thank God always for you, brethren, as it is fitting because your faith grows exceedingly and the love of every one of you all abounds toward each other. So that we ourselves boast to you among the churches of God 
for your patience and faith in all your persecutions and tribulations that you endure, which is manifest evidence of the righteous judgment of God, that you may be counted worthy of the kingdom of God for which you also suffer. Since it is a righteous thing with God to repay with tribulation those who trouble you, and to give you who are troubled rest with us when the Lord Jesus is revealed from heaven with his mighty angels. In flame and fire, taking vengeance on those who do not know God and on those who do not obey the gospel of our Lord Jesus Christ. These shall be punished with everlasting destruction from the presence of the Lord and from the glory of his power when he comes in that day to be glorified in his saints and to be admired among all those who believe because our testimony among you was believed. Therefore, we also pray always for you that our God will count you worthy of this calling and fulfill all the good pleasure of his goodness and the work of faith with power that the name of our Lord Jesus Christ may be glorified in you and you in him according to the grace of our God and Lord Jesus Christ. Now, I want to I want to point this out. Um, verse verse uh, verse four, verse verse six, talking about tribulations. He mentions tribulations. He keeps talking about it. he mentions it twice. And it really dawned on me. I was like, why would why would why is Paul mentioning this twice? Why is he keeps reoccurring? He keeps saying he keeps mentioning it. So I'm studying it. And I'm like, God, please show me why. What, what is what is he trying to say? And so. He's talking, he's talking about, he uses the word tribulation twice. And Paul was speaking to the Thessalonians who were being persecuted, right? And so, and so I looked up the definition. You know, I like to get like to rooted in all that, understanding the words. And so I looked up, I looked up tribulation. It means the cause of great trouble. It means suffering, misery, distress, sadness, heartache, grief, or travail. And just just a few, just to name a few. And you know, in Second Thessalonians, it talk, he talks about exercising patience and faith as well. In the fourth, in the fourth as well, and when going through persecution and tribulations, Paul, Apostle Paul also encourages the Thessalonians to stand firm in their faith, meaning standing God without wavering. You can write that down. Standing God without wavering. So, just please stand in God without wavering. That's what we have to do. At this time in the world, and I just want—I want to give you—I want to give you a little picture of what God was standing in God without wearing my little, like just a little illustration. You like picture a picture a plant, right? A plant in the rain, rain's coming down hard, and the plant is getting beat up by the rain. The plant is leaning, you know, plant's leaning, it's quivering, it's it's finna fall. You see me over here? I think the plant is leaning, it's quivering, it's falling. But it doesn't get beat down. It doesn't fall. Well, it may fall. It may fall, but it scans right back up. It stays. It stays rooted. It remains rooted. Or, or even even I'll put it to you like this: even like a baby learning to walk, they may stumble. They may wobble a little. They may even fall at some point. But the baby gets back up. Baby continues to walk. The baby continues to walk. It remains rooted. So we have to remain rooted. It may 
fall, but get and get up because we are rooted in faith in Jesus Christ. Just like a baby, the baby eventually learns to walk by practicing and doing. That's what we have to keep practicing and we have to keep doing. That's what we have to keep doing. And so that's the same happens in the Christian walk and our Christian walk. We hear the word, we study the word, and we do the word. According to Romans 10, verse 17, faith comes by hearing and hearing the word of God. So it's through hearing, it's through hearing and studying the word of God that we grow in the Lord. So like an earthly father with his child, so is our heavenly father with us. As Pastor Fern taught us about, he took us out of the pit. He, just as the earthly father, he lifts the child up when they fall or stumble. He lifts the child up when they fall and stuff. Our Heavenly Father not only lifts us up out of the pit, but he also leads us into our purpose and our destiny. He leads us in where we need to walk, and he leads us. We may stumble, we may fall, we, but he gets us. He say, come on, baby, you got to keep walking. You got to walk into what I purpose you and what I destined you to be. You got to keep walking. You got to keep walking. And so that's what, that's what we have to do. We have to remain rooted. And as I, as I mentioned before, how do we stay rooted? I mentioned, I mentioned it, but how do, how, do we, how do we stay rooted? We all don't. How do we stay rooted, you're asking? How do I stay rooted? And turn to, uh, put, a, put a thumb note in Second uh, Thessalonians and turn to Colossians chapter 2, verses 6 through 7. And when you have it, say amen. I'll be, I'll be reading that from the New King James Version. So it reads... As you therefore have received Christ Jesus the Lord, so walk in him, rooted and built up in him and established in the faith as you have been taught, abounding in it with thanksgiving. Believers that have accepted Jesus Christ, we, gotta, we have to walk in him. I mean, everything we do is for him. Every, every little thing we do is for him. Even stuff that you don't think that's, everything is for him. And so we, are, so we are rooted in his word, meaning we cannot easily be pulled away from the things of God. For example, every plant and tree, every plant and tree needs to be watered, right? Every plant and tree needs to be watered so it can grow big and strong. As believers, we get the living water from Jesus Christ. We get the water from Jesus Christ. We begin to want more of him. We begin to hunger for more of him, thirst, more of him, thirst for more of him for Jesus Christ. And that's when his presence comes down and saturates us like rain. It just falls down. It's like in praise of worship. We just worship and we wanted more of him. We're just hungering for more of him. And it's like that's it's like that. And so we are and we are also replenished. We are replenished by continually consuming his word, the living water. And so that's how like we have to stay stay wanting more of him. I know. I know often as youth, sometimes we like, we're like, oh, well, I won't go to church this week. I will not go to church. It's not for me. And it's like, you got to, I know, I know sometimes, I'm going to just keep it real with y'all. Y'all mind if I keep it real? And so I know some of us, we don't like to get out of bed and we just grumpy like, oh, man, I do not, I don't, I don't feel like coming today. I just feel, I just, I told Pastor Fern, oh, Pastor Fern, I'm coming, I'll come next week. I just tell I was sick in bed. But, no, you got to stay rooted. You, you got to stay rooted. <laughs> just keep looking straight. Just keep looking straight this time. Uh, and so just stay rooted. And, you know, just keep 
hungering for wanting more of him because I know when you get it, when you get in his presence, it's just and this this is just amazing. I know this is coming from me. This is I always I would watch my parents and I watch my mom and dad just worship and I'll just sit there in church like what like what is what is you know what why, what's the what's the like what is it? What's so what's so amazing about this God? And so I, I wanted to learn more about Him. That's when I gave my life to Christ. And and um, you know, I still I still struggle with with getting to know Him. Like you know, I heard about Him and I wanted more, but it's like you know, it was kind of I was also pressured with my friends and all that trying to fit in. And you get so you get so you get so caught up in trying to fit in that you like push God to the side. You're like, oh. I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't need, I don't want you right now. I'll come, I'll come to you when, when I need you for something, when I'm at, when I'm asking for something. I, I, I don't need you right now. So I'm, I'm, I'm just gonna push you to the side. We can't do that. We have to continually want more of him. That's what fast and prayer, we have to continually want more of him. We have to, you know, just keep, just keep, you know. And so I know just as a help for the, uh, my peers, my age, just keep fasting for God. Just keep wanting more of him, you know, just keep, you know. So we just keep wanting for him. Oh, God, thank you. Turn back to uh, Second Thessalonians. I'm going to read that in the uh, New Living New Living Translation. Second Thessalonians chapter 2, verse 13 through 17. I'm going to read that for you. And so it reads, as for us, we can't help but thank God for you, dear brothers and sisters, loved by the Lord. We are always thankful that God chose you to be among the first, to experience a salvation, a salvation that came through the spirit who makes you holy and through your belief in the truth. He called you to salvation when we told you the good news. Now you can share in the glory of our Lord Jesus Christ. With all these things in mind, dear brothers and sisters, stand firm and keep a strong grip on the teachings we passed on to you, both in person and by letter. Now may our Lord Jesus Christ himself and God our Father, who loved us and by his grace gave us eternal comfort and a wonderful hope, comfort you and strengthen you in every good thing you do and say. And Paul encourages us to be set, stand fast and hold on to the word of God, amen. Now, I mean, stand fast, it means to remain firm, endure, means to bear, you know, just stick stick through it, I saw. And so when you're experiencing an obstacle, maybe maybe even your health for the young at heart, and even for the youth, you may, a health challenge, or as a young person like myself, you may be struggling with peer pressure or even suicidal thoughts. In these situations, we still have to, Stand fast even in these hard times. Because God's word says, because God, as God's word gives us a way to overcome these situations. So if you're dealing with health challenges, in reality, you may feel sick in your body. But the word says in Isaiah chapter 53, verse 4 through 5, Surely he has borne our griefs and carried our sorrows. Yet we esteemed him stricken, smitten by God and afflicted. But he was wounded for our transgressions. He was bruised for our iniquities. The chastisement of our peace was upon him, and by his stripes we are healed. So you have to encourage yourself. 
You have to encourage yourself in those times. And if you're dealing with suicidal thoughts, you go to second. You can go to Second Corinthians chapter ten, verse four through six, and it reads: For the weapons of our warfare are not carnal. But mighty through God to pulling down the strongholds, casting down imaginations and everything that exalted itself against God, against the knowledge of God and bringing into captivity every thought to the obedience of Christ and having a readiness to revenge all disobedience where your obedience is fulfilled. And so I'll be a little transparent. The other day I had a neighbor. He had... um, they came and talked to my talk to my mom and um he was talking to my mom for a minute and you know I haven't I didn't see I haven't seen him in a in a good minute so I was like so I was like I wonder what's up, you know. Um and just he talked to my mom and my mom said he had uh said the neighbor had planned to commit suicide and you know it's just it's just, it it broke my heart. I didn't feel I, f- I didn't feel right because I was thinking, oh, I just passed him. I looked by him, and I never said, hey, I never really took the time to ask. Like, you know, Brother Jeff, I never took the time to ask him. I was like, how you doing? You okay in this area of your life? I never took him. I ever asked him, God, come to my house. You could chill with me. You know, I never, I just, and so I felt kind of bad because I just overlooked him. And sometimes, you know, we just got to ask people, how you how you doing? How you, how you doing? Uh, you want to come over? You want to chill? We could read the word. Read the word. Just open him up to that and. I'm glad that he. I'm glad that he didn't do that. I'm just, and so now, and this is and this is when you take action. You have to bring the word of God to him. You have to pour in. You have to pour into the lives of people as Christians, as believers. We have to pour into the people. Amen. And so, we have to. We have to know God is with us. You have to know God is with that person, and so. We have to know God is with us. So turn to Isaiah chapter 41, verse 10. And it says, don't be afraid for I am with you. Don't be discouraged for I am your God. I will strengthen you and I will and help you. I will hold you up with my victorious right hand. And you have to. You got you to gotta encourage yourself with these scriptures. You, you really have to. It says, he says, I, I am your God. I will strengthen you and help you. I will hold you up with my victorious hand because God is victorious because he defeated death already. So we already won. We, won. we have the victory by Jesus Christ because we already won. And, got, and we, are, we are victorious. We have to, you, come on, encourage yourself. Encourage your, your friends, your coworkers, people around. You just have to, we have the victory. As believers, that's what we have to walk around. We have to remember, we have the victory in Jesus Christ. And that's what we have to remember, that we have the victory, amen? And so just know that, know that God is with you. and he, was always, he will never leave you nor forsake you. He will always be with us, amen? We hope you've enjoyed this message. For more information on other products and materials, please contact us at 770-484-9300, Monday through Friday, 9 a.m. to 5 p.m. Or visit our website at www.newcov.org. If you're in the Atlanta area, we invite you to join us for one of our dynamic services. 
once again. Thank you for receiving the living word of God from New Covenant Christian Ministries, where we are transforming all people into fully devoted followers of Jesus Christ.